Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Are the Dodgers underperforming their potential? The keys for the Bears, Rams, and Vikings this Sunday. Plus, can Wisconsin pull the upset over Notre Dame this weekend? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The L.A. Dodgers did their best to try and keep pace in the NL West. They beat the Rockies 7-5 in extra innings on Thursday night. Joining me now from Locked On Dodgers, Jeff Snyder. And and Jeff, the funny thing about the Dodgers all season is it's like, okay, well, they have the best or one of the best records in baseball, but they're still looking up in the standings at the San Francisco Giants, the surprise San Francisco Giants in a lot of ways. So what do you need to see? down the stretch, if anything, to feel good about the Dodgers as they head into the postseason? You know, I feel great about the Dodgers themselves. Uh, I mean, they're at 98 wins now with nine games to play. They're realistically going to end the season with, you know, 104 to 105, 106, somewhere in that ballpark probably wins. And, uh, you know, that's a successful season. And if it wasn't for the Giants outplaying all of our expectations, I think right now we would all be uh, – talking about, wow, this is one of the best Dodger seasons in a while, especially considering all the injuries they've been through and everything. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's hard to, I I try to keep the perspective and say, you know what, if the Dodgers had done everything exactly the same and the only difference was the Giants weren't doing what they're doing, I'd be perfectly happy. And so I'm trying to keep that perspective and keep that happiness. As you look to the postseason then, what gives you confidence that they can take down the, the Giants? You know, it, it's, yeah, because they probably will, if they make it to the NLDS, it'll be against the Giants most likely. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, the, what gives me confidence is I believe the Dodgers are a, a slightly better team than the Giants. And, you know, that doesn't always play out even over the course of 162 games. It definitely doesn't always play out over a seven game or five game series. But that's kind of what gives me hope is when you look at the underlying numbers, I feel like the Giants have outperformed and I feel like the Dodgers have slightly underperformed. And, uh, you know, even though the, the Giants won the season series with the Dodgers 10 games to nine, Dodgers had injuries for a lot of those. You have, you know, when it's that close, you've got you had one game where the Dodgers won the game twice and uh, ended up losing the game because, you know, the Sheldon Noisy forgot to stretch his arm out for a game ending force play at second. And so the guy was safe and uh, the game continued. And then Ed Hickox forgot what a check swing looks like and uh, <laughs> said that Darren Ruff didn't swing. And so th- that continued and the Dodgers ended up losing that game after winning it twice. And so it's like even that one. OK, you flip that that uh, that result. The Dodgers are in first place right now and won the series with the Giants. You know, it's that razor thin. And that's even with what I believe the Dodgers underperforming and the Giants slightly overperforming. And so, uh, you know, in a postseason series, Dave Roberts isn't going to let Kenley Jansen go out there and and die on a hill alone. You know, if he's if he's not right, he's going to get him out of there. You know, if uh, Dave Roberts is very, very good at managing for the long season and trying to keep the team fresh and everything. And, you know, it's not always about win today during the regular season and in the postseason it will be, you know, and, and yeah. a lot of, a lot of Dodger fans don't care much for Dave Roberts postseason managing either. But the one thing we do know for sure is that he won't manage it like a regular season game. And I think the Dodgers are a better team when they're playing to win right now against the giants. 
Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcast. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, the keys for the Bears, Rams, and Vikings this Sunday. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It wasn't surprising that the Panthers beat the Texans last night, but it didn't come without some major losses. Hey, Julie Council here of the Locked On Panthers podcast. The Carolina Panthers go on the road on Thursday night football and get the 24-9 win against the Houston Texans. And the story of the night outside of injuries was their quarterback, Sam Darnold, brought here from the New York Jets where he was brutal in three years, being coached by Adam Gase for two of those years. He comes here in Joe Brady's offense with the weapons around him in Carolina, and he was fantastic in the second half, particularly playing without his star running back, Christian McCaffrey, who went out in the first half of a hamstring, and that's part of the story of tonight's game. McCaffrey out the hamstring injury, missed 13 games last year with an ankle injury, a shoulder injury, then a groin injury later on in the season. The Panthers not having him for a long term could be an issue for this offense but Darnold showed that he's certainly capable of going on the road and helping his team win with his arm when needed the Panthers also lost their rookie cornerback JC Horn who reportedly broke his foot which could be a significant injury and could definitely tamper and hurt this defense moving forward and you have to look at Justin Burris their starting safety who also went down Ohio State Buckeyes quarterback C.J. Stroud will be used only in an emergency capacity on Sunday against Akron coach Ryan Day announced on his weekly radio show on 97.1 FM, The Fan. Stroud, according to Day, is nursing a shoulder injury and the staff felt a week of rest could do the redshirt freshman some good as the Big Ten conference schedule approaches. Kalia Copper scored 23 points. Candace Parker had a double-double in the Chicago Sky, beat the Dallas Wings 81-64 in the first round of the WNBA playoffs on Thursday night. Arike Agumbawale led Dallas with 22 points. The seven-seeded Wings were eliminated from the playoffs. The first two rounds are single elimination, with the league's top two teams getting a bye into the semifinals, which are best of five. In the second matchup of the night, Brianna Turner hit the game-winning free throws with a second to play to give the Phoenix Mercury an 83-82 win over the New York Liberty. Sophie Cunningham poured in a career-high 21 points on six of nine shooting from deep. The United States duo of Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth will get the Ryder Cup underway this morning at Whistling Straits, taking on the European team of John Rahm and Sergio Garcia, both from Spain. The next match pits Americans Dustin Johnson and Colin Morikawa against Paul Casey of England and Victor Hovland of Norway. Americans Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger will take on Lee Westwood and Matt Fitzpatrick, both from England. And then Americans Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay will play against Rory McIlroy and Mr. Ryder Cup in Poulter. We're all still waiting to see if the American coaches are brave enough to put Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau together. It is, for now, a beautiful mystery, a fitting metaphor, given Whistling Straits is, of course, in Wisconsin, where Aaron Rodgers is also playing. That's what happened last night. Here's a look at some of the Week 3 action in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs, they lost to the Baltimore Ravens in a thriller in Week 2. Will they struggle to rebound and get up for the Chargers? The betonline.ag line is Kansas City giving 6.5. They think, mm, no. The New York Giants haven't won a game, but in Week 3, they are three-point favorites at home to the Atlanta Falcons. 
And then one of the marquee matchups of the weekend, the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers put their perfect seasons on the line. The Rams are one-point favorites at home to the Bucs, at least according to BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. A lot of eyes will be on Chicago this weekend as they look to Justin Fields with his full week of prep for the Cleveland Browns. He is the starter, at least for now. How can they pull off the upset? Lauren Cox here from Locked on Bears. Chicago Bears key to victory against the Cleveland Browns, and it's all about Justin Fields. Matt Nagy needs to make life easier on his rookie quarterback. That means play action, maybe some moving pockets, try and neutralize a very strong Cleveland Browns defensive line and also help out a Bears offensive line that's been struggling a little bit with some stronger fronts over the past couple of weeks. I want to see pre-snap motion. I want to see more run pass options, really challenge the communication of this Cleveland defense with a lot of new pieces that have made some mistakes along the way and haven't lived up quite yet to all the talent they felt like they've added up to this point this season. Make the reads easy for Justin Fields while still complicated for the opposing defense. And you've got yourself a formula there for the Bears to at least keep up with a Browns offense that's really been putting up a lot of points. And you just hope this Chicago defense can do its end of the bargain, maybe get a turnover in there. And that's how the Bears might be just maybe could pull off an upset with Justin Fields taking over the shots. The big game of the weekend belongs to the 2-0 Rams and the 2-0 Bucks. Only one team can keep their perfect record intact. So how can it be the Rams? I'm Sosa Kermendris, your host of the Locked on Rams podcast. And the biggest key to victory for the Los Angeles Rams this week is going to be to contain quarterback Tom Brady, which is a lot easier said than done. As we know, this guy is the GOAT. But when you look at this side of the ball for the Rams in specific, I'm looking at the defense and that defensive line. Those front four guys, they need to apply pressure consistently to get him off of his spot. Guys like defensive tackle Aaron Donald, edge rushers Leonard Floyd, and Justin Hollins. And then, of course, on the back end, the coverage aspect of this game is going to need to be very tight. Cornerbacks Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams, as well as nickel cornerback David Long Jr. Everybody needs to be on their P's and Q's in this game. Limit all the big passing plays. Keep everything in front. Make Tom Brady dink and dunk his way to the end zone. There's really no other way you can try to minimize this guy's impact on a football game. But at the end of the day, if you can force him into a turnover or two, you're going to give yourself a decent shot to win this game. The Vikings are waiting to see if Dalvin Cook will be ready to go. But despite his injury status, what are the keys for them getting a win over the Seahawks? What's up, everybody? Luke Braun here from Locked on Vikings. A few keys to victory in this Vikings-Seahawks game for the Vikings. I think the first one has got to be getting pressure on Russell Wilson, and that might be a reasonable thing to ask because the Seahawks offensive line has been struggling. Their center, Kyle Fuller, has really struggled, and their starting center, Ethan Posick, is on IR. So they got a backup in there. Michael Pierce might be able to push the pocket. That makes things that much easier for Daniel Hunter. Another big key to victory, and it's one the Vikings haven't had since... 2019 home field advantage with the crowd and the, the the fans jazzed up the Vikings have been very vocal about how much they miss that energy but I think the biggest one for the Vikings just get rid of the stupid stuff no more false starts in your own territory no more tipped passes losing tip drills get rid of the dumb penalties get rid of the dumb mistakes get rid of the busted coverages do the simple stuff get the fundamentals down and let your coaching take over and win you the game 
Coming up, can the Badgers pull off the upset against the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar because there's so many delicious flavors. I love them all. They've got a new chocolate chip cookie dough flavor. I haven't tried it, but I have heard wonderful things about it. Every special flavor that they put out there is awesome. These are the protein bars that taste like a candy bar, and yet they're high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. This is something you are going to want to get on if you haven't tried it. These things are the truth. I was dubious at first. When I first got the copy, I was going, yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know if if I believe it. And then I ate them. And then I ate them some more. And then I kept eating them because I couldn't stop eating them because they are delicious. My wife eats them. Even even my my toddler eats them occasionally. And you should too. Go to built.com and get 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. In the big Saturday matchup, it is the 12th-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the 18th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers in a game that we don't see very often, frankly, and it is at Soldier Field in Chicago just to make it a little bit extra special and to make this discussion a little bit extra special from Locked on Badgers, Ben Kenny And Ben, um, this is a, a Badgers team that Got off to a little bit of a sluggish start against Penn State, though it looks like Penn State is a very good football team. So for Wisconsin, what do they have to do to spring this upset? So, Peter, when you look at that week one loss, they actually outplayed them in most of the significant categories. For Wisconsin, if they hold the ball for more than 45 minutes of the game, they they usually win. They went to the red zone four times, but only one of those trips was a touchdown. They pretty much handed the game away in the red zone with failed handoffs, penalties, and interception. So I, when you look back at that game, I like you're still confident with where Wisconsin stands. So you go into this Notre Dame contest, we just need to see them fix what went wrong against Penn State. The defense is really good. The running game has been really good. And they're great moving the ball between the 20s. But once they've gotten to the red zone, Graham Mertz has really struggled to finish drives. And same with the team as a whole. So it's more fixing those little things in as opposed to, Maybe it being a team wide, you know, being short of Penn State. Yeah, and and that is why, of course, Wisconsin is still in the top twenty um, because they they did acquit themselves against Penn State, but it was some sloppiness, not finishing drives, not finishing that game. Of course, that game ending on a Graham Mertz interception as well um, for Notre Dame. If if you feel like there is a place that Notre Dame can exploit for Wisconsin, aside from whether it's you know the turnovers or the red zone situational stuff. Is there a part of the game where you're going, this is the area where I think the game is going to be won or lost for the Irish? Well, first and foremost, it it is actually with those turnovers, they have one of the best playmakers in the country and Kyle Hamilton back there at safety. We've already seen what he could do in the run game, going up in the box and deep in the pass game. So he'll be a weapon because we saw what Jaquan Brisker, Penn State safety, could do against Graham Mertz, especially in the red zone. But also, I'm a bit concerned from a Badger perspective of Notre Dame's home run ability on offense. Kyron Williams, if you look, I believe his yards per carry, if you take away two huge home run plays, it's only like 2.6. But he has the ability to break a long one, score instantly. And Jack Cohn has thrown a a pretty good deep ball throughout the year. And we saw against Penn State, Wisconsin, when they were beat, it was a coverage bust in the secondary and Penn State hitting on big plays. So it's really like Wisconsin will be great up front. 
It's a question of can they limit Notre Dame's ability to connect on a home run. And lastly, you mentioned Jack Cohn, a, a former Badger, starting yeah. for for Notre Dame in this game. Is there is there any part of? I mean, Jim Leonard is one of the best defensive minds in the game. Is there any part of that where Jim Leonard goes? Well, I actually have the book on Cohn. Like I I know what the deal is here. Well, yes, uh, and. I, I, everybody who's seen Jack Cohn play know that when he's pressured and when he's taken out of his rhythm, that's when he struggles. One thing that plays into Wisconsin's hand in this game is that Notre Dame has really struggled at the tackle position. They were on their third left tackle of the year last week against Purdue. Their second so string might be back. I think he'll be a game time decision, but Jim Leonard has a front seven that can pressure Cohn. And he knows if he's able to disrupt Cohn's rhythm and timing, especially in those third and five, third and six situations, then Wisconsin can have a lot of success. But I mean, I, I'm excited. I loved Jack Cohn when he was at Wisconsin, and I'm excited for the revenge game. And finally, Francisco Lindor is Major League Baseball's only Latino with a signature shoe. As a kid in Puerto Rico, his parents had to buy his cleats on layaway. After the release of the New Balance Lindor won, he said, Mom, we did it. Dad, we did it. We have our own shoe. What an absolutely awesome awesome story now that you got the news go make some money listen to locked on bets download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up monday a full recap from the nfl plus with one week left what spots are still up for grabs in the major league baseball playoff chase so at least until tomorrow stay locked on today